Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, let's jump into some paintings. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going good on, you know, on Tuesday's episode, I talked about really hating that uh, Bowser, final Bowser battle in Mario 64. Yes, yes. I'm happy to report that after we recorded, I did finally beat it. Um, My feelings and thoughts on it have not changed. I think it is really terrible, but I am happy to have it behind me. Um, Mark, I'm glad that you're introducing this little bit of like continuity between the <laughs> Tuesday and Thursday episodes. Uh, it, it feels good. Like, you know, the other week there was like the question about my ankles getting dirty when oh, I go for a right. walk and yeah. then we revisited it. So uh, th- this is good. It is now an expectation that I have of you <laughs> <laughs> to maintain continuity between episodes. So that's, uh, this that's is a bar only... you've set for yourself pretty high. Yeah. And I feel like that's only fair. I mean, uh, week after week, you host the show and I... I don't say anything. And so it seems only fair that there are some sort of expectation for me other than just like showing up. Well, okay. But to be fair, um, I may host the show, but also you read all of the news items, which like (laughs) is just, it means for the Tuesday show, like the back half, I can just hang out and be like commentary guy. You know what I mean? Oh, stop it. Stop it. We like each other. Everybody gets it. It's true. Look, we're both very good at what we do. <laughs> Speaking of being very good at what you do, my copy of Sonic Forces, would you like to borrow it? Or would you like to be part of the program that uh, claims that you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces? Look, my copy of Sonic Forces got lost in the mail, got lost outside of the mail. No one really knows what happened to it. Normally, you could email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com and get your name and address on a list so I could send it to you. You can still get your name and address on a list. Uh, do we know what we're going to do with that list yet, Mark? We're still working with it. We have options. People we're have been sending us options. Yeah. We're still open to other options, but we've got some good ones. We just have not really settled on like what we want the perfect program yeah. to be. Right. Well, and more than that, the perfection of the program has not yet revealed itself to us. Yes. You know, Mark makes it sound as though uh, we will be selecting or choosing or engineering a solution. In reality, the solution will present itself. Uh, the this is we believe in the program. Well uh, it is a it is a perfect program, uh, and so we just have to you know let Jesus take the wheel here, and uh, all, all will be well with the Sonic Forces borrowing program, eventually and in some capacity. <laughs> Mark, also at the end of this month, look, all month long we are doing Mario-related content. Today we are ranking the worlds from Super Mario 64, Um, but at the end of the month we will be going through all of our favorite Mario memories. My memories, Mark's memories, and all of your memories. So thank you to everyone who has already contributed memories by emailing us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at At gmail.com. But for those of you who haven't, uh, get in there. Like, send us an email. Let us know, uh, you know, whatever kind of memories you got with Mario. It's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be super good. Um, And then, uh, finally, before we jump into 
the matter at hand. Uh, look, voting has started happening. Uh, make sure that you are doing it, that you have a plan, that uh, you are tapping all the resources that you can to uh, either track your ballot. If you have access to Ballot Tracker, um, make sure you know when, where, and how you're voting. Um, and also make sure that the other people in your life who are of voting age and have the ability to vote are, in fact, doing it as well. Um, as we record this, there is a vice presidential debate going on, uh, and I am thankful to have a distraction as to uh, not watch that happen. You know, I alienated, I think, all of our youth listeners um, in Tuesday's yes. episode with, with my attempt to uh, be hip and real, uh, you know, like, talk with them. So I'm just going to let this one go and just say I concur with everything Patrick just said. Right. Well, Mark, you know that we're in trouble when I'm our, like, youth outrage. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. But uh, for real, uh, make sure you're voting. Make sure you're voting for Biden. And then all the other important things that are on your uh, ballot, uh, local stuff, um, all very important. Make sure you know what you're voting for um, and uh, do it. Okay, Mark, speaking of do it, let's get into it. Let's rank some Mario 64 worlds. So I guess uh, fortunate timing for us as you just finished this game. It is very fortunate timing. And it's been a long time since I'd played it before this. So the fact that Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out before Mario Month, everything is just lining up exactly how you would hope a Mario Month would. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. Uh, this is a, a, the best that we could possibly hope for. Um, so there are a bunch of worlds in, or things that could be considered worlds in Super Mario 64, right? So for, and you know, uh, there's sort of like the obvious ones, this, the ones that are like labeled as stages, we're talking bob on Battlefield, Womp's Fortress, stuff like that. Um, but there are a couple other areas where you have to like access them, uh, you know, either by jumping through something that looks like a painting or staring into a painting or whatever, or like the Bowser areas, right? Like there are a lot of um, like little extra areas. And I think we need to determine right now whether they count in this ranking or not. So it's challenging for me because honestly, some of my like favorite, favorite platforming happens in the not like traditional stages. Um, mm. But, and so for that reason, I would like to include them, but on the other hand, just because I like something doesn't mean that it uh, needs to be included on a list of the best Mario 64 stages. Yeah, well, that, that, that's interesting. I'm, I'm curious what, um, what of your, uh, like, what, what, what that is. What of, the, like, the little areas that aren't really uh, stages um, have your favorite platforming in them? Yeah, so um, for me, like, especially the one that immediately comes to mind is the final uh, platforming you have to do in the lead up to the final Bowser fight. The final, ba yes. final Bowser fight itself like I said, I do not care for it all. I think it's really bad. But um, the platforming that you have to do to get there is actually my favorite platforming in the game because it is, uh, I feel like it's like the clearest course where you're just like, ah, yes, what I need to do. It actually, what it reminds me of is like in Super Mario Sunshine, the levels where um, Flood gets removed no from flood. you yeah. and you just have to like platform. And uh, it's just pure Mario platforming. And that's what I like so much about that level in Super Mario 64. So I think it is possible that we 
do include all three Bowser areas as uh, you know different stages in this. Um, but there there are still like other little areas beyond those. Uh, I'm referring here to, and I don't know if these things all have names or not. Um, I just sort of wrote vague descriptions in our outline. Um, so there is the big wet room. Oh, There's yeah. like a room that's <laughs> just full of water. Right. You know what I'm talking about? I, I do know. It kind of like you have to get to it by you go into the part of the castle that kind of looks like an aquarium or something. Um, yeah. And then yeah. you like back or you jump high up into the little window. But uh, that made sense once I figured it out. But I was like Googling. I was like Mario 64 big wet room. Big that is wet a room. dangerous <laughs> thing to Google. Um. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, and I apologize for leaving you down. <laughs> but no, any I, frightening uh, paths there. I agree with you that uh, I I'm fine not counting those. Same with like uh in the area where there are the princess portraits, and then you like go into a secret area, and there's like a slide you have to go down. I don't feel I personally don't feel the need to include those in our list. Okay, so uh, we we are removing the big wet room. <laughs> We are removing the the slide from that like first opening area, like where you go up the stairs and just mm-hmm. to the right, um, and then uh, this leaves uh, the wing cap area and the vanish cap area, which maybe is already not on this list. But you, do you know what I'm talking about? So the the wing cap is you know where you uh, look up into the mm-hmm. um, the sun that's painted on on the ceiling, and then you are teleported to basically like the top of the castle, and you're flying around. Um, and then the vanish cap uh, you get from that little um, space that's like outside in the moat. Right. Because is that that's one where you and I just did this like over the past couple of weeks, but you have to like pound the pillars and then it drains the moat and then you go outside and you can yeah. buy where the waterfall was. Yeah, uh, I think I would be fine keeping both of those. I actually go either way with those. We could keep them. We could not keep them. I could do it all day. Okay, uh, well, I, I think um, it's tough because there, there's also one more area sort of like this, um, which is the, like, cloudy wind, uh, wing cap area um, up in the, you know, the, the, the room right before you go into, like, the last Bowser fight where there's the clock in front of you and uh, on the right is the to, to rainbow, um, oh, yeah, rainbow Ride. Yeah, yeah there, there's one opposite Rainbow Ride that uh, is just, like, a bunch of clouds and you have to get the wing cap and, like, shoot yourself around. It's just to collect coins. Yeah, I feel like if we're going to count the, uh, like, the Rainbow Ride one, although I guess that is a proper stage. I, like I said, well, I Rainbow could, I could Ride go is, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I feel like they should all go. I feel like the, the, the cap areas and the, uh, this one opposite Rainbow Ride should okay. all go. Okay, I'm fine um, with that. Because you know that that uh, I'm doing this as as we just uh, talk about it here, um, but even even without them, we've got 15 stages and three Bowser levels, right? So like, there, there's a lot to deal with here. Um, so maybe at this point we should just run down uh, the the levels that we're talking about, and then we can kind of go through them uh, either one by one or in groups, or you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll figure out. Uh, what exactly we need to do. Um, so the stages are, Mark, let's go back and forth on this. Uh, stage one is bob on Battlefield. Stage two is Womp's Fortress. Stage three is Jolly Roger Bay. Stage four is Cool Cool Mountain. And then uh, the next one is Bowser in the Dark World, which is the first Bowser level. Uh, next stage is Bi- uh, Big Boo's Haunt. Stage six is Hazy Maze Cave. Uh, stage seven is Lethal Lava Land. Stage eight is Shifting Sand Land. 
Stage nine is Dire Dire Docks. And then that is followed by the Bowser in the Fire Sea, which is the second Bowser level. Stage 10 is Snowman's Land. Which uh, is, uh, uh, the cleverness of that name is one I only got now as you <laughs> spoke it uh, to me. I had never thought in about it moment. either. Yeah. <laughs> it's a game I've been playing for 24 years. Um, uh, stage 11 is Wet Dry World. Stage 12 is Tall Tall Mountain. Stage 13 is Tiny Huge Island. Stage 14 is TikTok Clock. And stage 15 is Rainbow Ride. And then, of course, at the end is uh, the third Bowser level, Bowser in the Sky. Uh, one thing, of course, if you've never played Mario 64 that's important to note is that a lot of these levels, most of these levels, maybe virtually all of these levels can be played in any order. Yeah, yes, that's true. Uh, there's just like you need a certain number of um, stars to access them. Um, and then, yeah, so, I mean, kind of to that point, not only can you play them in any order, but it is entirely possible to play through this game not uh, playing some of these levels a- at all. Yeah. Um, the first time I played this game, I missed Big Boo's Haunt entirely. Um, like, I didn't know that level was there. Yeah, it's... Because uh, you gotta, like, kill a ghost in the back of the castle to get into it. Like, and, it's weird. And, like, the signs tell you how to do it, but, like, as a kid, I could not figure out how you were supposed to like I'm not reading <laughs> kill those ghosts um but yeah that that is important to note cuz some of these are like semi hidden but also the nice thing about it especially you know uh this last time I played it was I was like oh right it's this level like I don't want to do this so I just didn't you only need 70 yep. stars to, in order to access the final area to defeat Bowser out of a total of 120 yeah, so it's just a little over half. So there's a lot of this game that, especially if you're thorough early on, um, that you can uh, just sort of cruise right past. Um, th- this la- most recent time that I was playing it, I got all seven stars in the first um, f- five stages. Because, um, like, you know, I-, I know those first five pretty well. Um, and they're also pretty easy. Um, so, like, I kind of just cruised through the rest of the game, like, picking up stars here and there. And uh, was able to skip entirely Wet Dry World, which I'm going to come out and say right now is one of my least <laughs> favorite levels in all of Mario. Wet Dry World is pretty rough. There's actually a couple in the later of the game that I just wasn't having any fun. So you bet I got to 70 stars by like talking to the toads that are stuck in the wall so that oh, they would just like gotta. give me them. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got to get those talk to the toad stars. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll just, uh, you know... V- Start start this by saying uh, I have some uh, strong picks for me for the bottom of 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 the list. Like there there are some, and I assume that you also have some like strong pulls towards like these levels. I think are bad. Well, it's it's interesting. Yeah, there are ones that I um like didn't have very much fun in. I uh, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it was like it. Well. Wh- I guess the example that I will give is like Lethal Lava Land. So one of the reasons why that one ranks so low to me is because there is one star that's called Inside the Volcano. And like when you are in there, it's um, the camera is like really tight. And I think it's one of the areas like whenever you're on like an auto scrolling type thing, like whether it's in Mm -hmm. Rainbow Ride when you're riding like the rainbow, like the flying carpet. the camera is really bad. It just doesn't like really work. It never really goes where you need it to in order to see very well. 
And I feel like inside the volcano in Lethal Lava Land, I disliked so much that it brings like the rest of Lethal Lava Land down, even though like otherwise the level is just kind of like milk toast to me. Oh, that uh, that's a shame. I actually really like Lethal Lava Land. Um, and one of the things that I like about it is that it seems so accessible, like right from the get go. Um, like you can see, you can spin that when you're like in the camera, in the volcano, the camera does get kind of fussy. Um, but outside of it, it's actually got one of the like kind of freer cameras totally, uh, yeah. in, in the game. Um, and you can spin the camera around real quick and get a lay of the entire level. Um, and then like you grab that turtle shell and you can just like skate around the lava and man, that feels great. Um, yeah. I love that there are two stars in the volcano. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm singing the phrases of a level that you were like, I don't think this is very good. No, no. Like I, I, all the points you're making, like I completely agree with, I just disliked inside the volcano yeah. so much. That, and so that's why it's challenging because like uh um wet dry world there were stars in that that i was like oh this is kind of like in well i won't go for that one so far as to say enjoyable but i was like oh this is interesting uh like when you have to get the red coins and you do that by going to this like complete completely other separate section that's yeah. basically its own level like that's pretty cool um so it's hard when they're like stars that stick out in my mind where i'm just like this yeah. is either awful or this is great and it totally weights my um like appreciation of the level as a whole yeah um uh, on the subject of wet dry world uh, mark uh can, may i please state something for the record please uh yeah i'd like to I, I'd, I'd like to enter the following in, into the record and i want <laughs> i just want everyone to know my opinion on this i think Look, Mario 64's camera isn't perfect, of course. It has aged weirdly. Um, but I think much of the complaints of it are uh, uh, either overblown or not taken like in, in, the, in the historical context that the game obviously came in. Um, the like, huge glaring exception to that, for me, is Wet Dry World, where the camera will fight you in ways that don't make sense to me. Um, there are, when you get to the top of wet dry world and you're trying to like move across that like thin, uh, that like plank by that purple guy that throws you around, um, the camera doesn't go a anywhere you want it to. And you hit like left and it goes in the wrong direction. Um, it, it is the one place in playing this game where I am like, yes, everyone's right. This camera is totally borked. It doesn't make any sense. Um, everywhere else I'm like, it's fine or we could deal with it. Um, but Wet Dry World is one that uh, turns me into something I don't like, which is a critic of the camera in Super Mario 64. The other thing that I feel like Wet Dry World really suffers from, and for I don't have as much memory of like other levels suffering from it as much, is that Wet Dry World, I feel like um, the verticality, it's obviously part of like the challenge. But the thing I don't yeah. like about it is I feel like there were so many times where I was just kind of like flinging myself on faith because I couldn't yeah. see, like I couldn't understand the geometry of it. And so like it wasn't, the challenge wasn't necessarily like getting where I was going. The challenge was like trying to figure out like what was up there that I can't see. Yeah trying to see what the game is trying to show you also those those like flippy guys that do like launch you up to the the next levels um if you mess that up even for like a second they can just murder you completely because they'll scoop you up and throw you mario lands and is like ouch and like he's yeah. struggling to get up and then the thing comes back over to you and scoops <laughs> you up again and tosses you back into the air the thing um, I, I have been totally wiped out by them uh multiple times the part i do like about this level and uh 
the game does it uh, in a couple of levels, but this is probably the most obvious example, is that depending on, like, where you enter the portrait, um, like, the height in which you enter the portrait determines the yeah. height of the water level. Because basically, uh, we, should probably de- we should probably describe um, Wet Dry World, because it's an it's a interesting level. It's basically, like, there's, you know, like, a bunch of platforms, whatever, but the it's covered in water, and then there are little, like, uh, rainbow... Um, pyramids or diamonds in the water and then as you spin them that affects the water level and different um, pyramids will set it at different heights but once you like lower water it's really difficult to get like the water level back up to like a level you would need it to be and so if you were going around you need to like do platforming to get up there exactly and so if you were but the way that you get around that is like uh, if you need the water level to be really high, you jump into the portrait extremely high. And it it's, tells you it explicitly, but until you like try it, you don't really understand what's going on. Yeah, I, I would say, I, I think the only other level that has something similar to that is um, TikTok Clock. Um, depending on where the minute hand is when you enter the clock, um, that determines the speed that all of like the mechanized things are are going. So if you want to go into the level with like all the mechanized stuff just stopped, you go in when uh, the minute hand is pointing at twelve. Um, and like uh, otherwise, as as it gets faster, the or as the the number it gets to uh, or the minute hand is pointing to gets higher, um, it becomes more challenging. Either stuff moving faster or um, I I went I don't exactly know what triggers this, but I went in at a time where. Um, it was reversing some of the things oh. too, where like it would go forward and then back, um, and uh, like things that were rotating weren't rotating on a regular pattern. That they were like almost doing it at random. Uh, it was very confusing. It, that one, I don't remember. I don't recall the game telling you what's going on in that one. You just, for me, I just kind of noticed it because I was like, oh, these things are behaving differently, um, and yeah. the only variable that's changing is like the face of the clock. Yeah. Um, so th- those are both, uh, and you know, th- those are those are neat, and I guess we should consider uh, that that functionality as as we rank these things. Um, so it's already sounding a little bit like Wet Dry World isn't going to be the very bottom of our list. Uh, Mark, do you have any other candidates for like bad levels, or well, what do, what do you want to do here? Do you want to maybe like we can go through and start assigning you know like A, B, C. Um, classes to all these things. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe just go off our, like our gut instinct to begin with. There okay, are, okay. There so, are a few uh, levels in this hmm. that I like absolutely loathe. Like I, I am struggling to think of like a level as a whole that I'm like, oh, like I feel fiery about it. Where I'm like, this one should definitely be at the bottom. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So uh, as as we do this, do you want to talk a little bit about each level and uh, assign it a um uh, sure. like an A, B, or C rank? Okay. Um. So let's start at the top. Let's start with the Babam Battlefield, um, a big grassy area uh, full of Babams, and you get to go into a cannon. You get to fight a King Babam at the top of a mountain. You race a Koopa. You free a Chain Chomp. Um, you learn to fly. Um, yeah. How how do you feel about this level, Mark? I I feel like it's a great introduction to the game. It really is like the World One One equivalent. Yeah. You know, like it. It's we're going to teach you the basics. Um, it. You know, the environment is not, like, the most exciting in the game, and the challenge isn't that high, obviously, but it's hard to knock such, like, an iconic level. So for me, it's probably, like, it's very middle tier. It's not the worst. It's definitely not the best. Yeah, I think I, I'm also going to put it in, I, I think 
the B classes is probably yeah. what I put it to. Um, I do love it. Like, and, and just by virtue of it being the very first level um, is one that I have probably the most under my thumbs um, that like, I don't even have to think and I've collected all seven stars and I'm moving on to the next one. Um, so I, I, I just love it. Uh, and I, I love the, the big dumb Babam and his Babam King and his like crown and mustache. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. Um, but yeah, you know, like you say, like the, the theming behind it isn't really anything special. And also like when you get caught in that little like ravine thing, um, that kind of like runs throughout the, uh, the, the level, like kind of off to the left, um, when you start, um, it's a, a weird, like featureless void that, uh, I think is maybe just kind of, uh, uh, underdeveloped there. Yeah. Um, okay. So next stage two, Womp's Fortress. You know, I, I feel like the, the game has a lot of these, like, levels that are just like hey you're it's like a mountain on a green hillside and this is probably my least favorite of those um Mm. there's nothing particularly wrong with it uh but i think like the same sort of like motif is done better later in the game or more interestingly if nothing else with like tiny huge island and tall tall mountain so for me it's like it's a it's c tier so i i think i'm i'm a little bit more favorable on this one just because i i liked how um like sort of compact it is and how it uses the uh like each kind of swirl around the tower on on the way up to the top um there feels like a a pretty good variety and you know you mentioned like uh that like you start with like a grassy area um and then like a sort of mountain in in the middle of it and the grassy area here is actually really small um it's just this tiny little patch um and then after that it really does feel like a fortress that you're sort of like storming and there's like a moat um and uh, I don't know, the, the way that this level makes use of the cannon is very interesting because um, you don't really use it to go anywhere far away, right? Like you use it to fire yourself into a very specific little like crevice so that you can like grab a pole and like grab a star or you use it to launch Mario into a wall to blow up the <laughs> wall and get, a, get a star there. Like it, it's amazing to me how at what is effectively the second level in the game that it's already sort of like subverting your expectations from the first level. So I, for that reason, I put it at a B. Okay, yeah. I mean, let's put it there and we'll see how it all like shakes out. Sure. Uh, next is Jolly Roger Bay, the so, first water level. <laughs> and I don't know if this is a controversial opinion, but I think Jolly Roger Bay is a much better level than Dire Dire Docks. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I will 100% agree with you. Look, I love the, the shark and the manta ray in uh, Dire Dire Docks, but they got nothing on that giant eel. Yeah. The eel rules. The eel is so, like, iconic. The eel is like, we stand the eel. Um, yeah, we totally stand the eel. Like, one thing I do like about Dire Dire Docks is that it has a Bowser submarine. But the thing that bugs me about it is it's so underutilized. You're like, what? Bowser has a, a yes. submarine? He has this entire like thing, but all you get to do is jump on the top of it and there collect a star. Once. Once. Yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah. I mean, interestingly, both uh Dire Dire Docks and um Jolly Roger Bay have a thing that like fundamentally transforms the level after you get the first star. So in uh, Jolly Roger Bay, there is a sunken ship and the first star that you had and the eel is living in it. Um and the very first star that you uh, get is you go inside the ship and like raise it up to um, the the surface, and then from then on, every time you go back in, the the eel is like in his separate hidey hole, and the ship is floating. Um, 
which is to me a very interesting evolution of the level. It it is one thing; it becomes something else. Dire Dire Docks. When you first go in there, there's a submarine, and then on subsequent visits, there's just no submarine. <laughs> right. Although uh, one, it's something, and then it's nothing. You know, one thing that uh, w- as we're talking about these levels individually, Dire Dire Docks makes me think of it because in Dire Dire Docks there is just like uh, at the water level um like a void like a black void and then so you're like yes. okay like let me check this out i'm going to swim into it and when you swim into it it takes you like outside into like the water surrounding the castle and i think that yeah, is boo. so cool because one thing that mario oh. 64 one thing no see one thing i think is really cool about mario 64 that no other the framing device of hey you're in peach's castle allows sure. you to do yeah. this is it's like everything is interconnected and the way that they use the space is really interesting. So you're like, oh, yeah, how did the submarine get in here? Oh, there is an explanation for that, like, built into this game. The geography of it is really well thought out for, you know, well, like, a place also- that has, like, a volcano and, like, all that kind of stuff within it. Right, of course. <laughs> it's like the castle um, also- in Resident Evil 64. Or Resident Evil 4. Right. Yes, yes. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, Dire Dire Docks is also, and I know we're talking about Jolly Roger Bay at this point. Dire Dire Docks um, is also interesting in that when you first encounter it, I mean, first of all, when you jump into it, it's not a painting. It's like a vertical uh, water surface. It's very strange. Um, but after you, so you go into it one time and then every subsequent time it has moved back um, so that like oh. to reveal the entrance to Bowser's, uh, whatever that's like. Oh, right, Bowser right, right. Yeah, C. yeah. Yeah. Um, so just like another weird little variation of like how, how you approach the level. Mark, let's get back to Jolly Roger Bay. I mean, I think <laughs> we can kind of... Uh, so for me, Jolly Roger Bay is a light A. Like I, I'm going to go ahead and put it into A tier for me. Um, yeah, d- me too. D- dire Dire Docks, since we're at it, probably a high C, um, but I think C tier for me. Um, I-, I will agree with that. The... It's it's a real bummer to me how much uh time you have to spend uh wrestling that um that kind of like swirling water tornado yeah. mm-hmm. in in the first uh section um and partially because like that area would be fun to explore without it like it's got these two giant fish in there and you're kind of just like let me hang out with these giant fish <laughs> let me follow this manta ray around and you're like nope you're gonna get sucked into this tornado. Um, and then like you, uh, kind of do this weird, like airlock thing to get into, um, the next area, which is just like a big empty void with like poles you have to jump around on. And like, I don't know, there's, I, I, I agree. It, it falls in, in sea territory for me as well. Great music, of course. Yes. Yes. Of, of, of course. Um, another thing I really like about, uh, Jolly Roger Bay, uh, and just want to swing, swing back to it for a second is, uh, the other thing that changes when the sunken ship has uh, raised to the surface is uh, the level is initially covered in a thick fog. Uh, you can't see very far, and there isn't really music happening. Um, but when you come back, there's music, and the fog is lifted. So, like, the level is truly transformative from uh, first star, star to second star. Next, we got Cool Cool Mountain. This is another one of like the iconic Mario 64 levels. Totally. You, you I'm sure, like, even if you've never played the game, you have probably seen the gif of Mario dropping a baby penguin off the side of a mountain that comes from this. Um, I'm actually pretty high on it. There are stars in it that I don't love, but in general, I think it's like one of the 
it feels very large. The um, a snowman's land is a very small level, and totally. uh, I like the expansiveness of Cool Cool Mountain. I like a lot of the individual tasks that you do. I like um, how many kind of like it feels like hidden areas there are like there's that one star you have to get by just like platforming and it's where it teaches you to do the wall jump um yeah it feels like there's a lot going on there i i really like this one yeah i i really like this one too uh it's sort of an inversion of uh the mountain formula that you see everywhere else in this game where you start at the top of the mountain and you uh find different ways to navigate down it um i think this has the best slide in the game um, I think there are only two others, the one in Tall Tall Mountain and the one just like straight up in the castle. But this one is the most fun. It's got that like shortcut in it. Uh, you have to race a big fat penguin down it, um, which is awesome. Uh, it, it's got that uh, that amazing fake out of the the mom penguin who's like, can you save my baby penguin? And there's you can bring a penguin to her that is not her baby. And she's just like, no, that's <laughs> not it. I like um, I like with the yeah. slide where you can't take the shortcut, but then when you're racing the penguin, if you take the shortcut, he's like, "No, this doesn't count." <laughs> like it's yeah, you can't <laughs> yeah you can't yeah. use the shortcut. I'll do a cheater. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, also, uh, you know, obviously, um, Snowman's Land also has this this function too. But um, just having snow uh, in in this game is fun because Mario sort of like face plants into it um and or like gets stuck in it when he falls from too high a height um and it is cute to watch him like pull him <laughs> pull himself out of the snow when he has gotten himself into trouble um i, I think this is a no no question an a tier uh level for me this next one the first bowser um like lead up to it i would say is Fine. I don't really have a lot of strong feelings about it. I think the second one is better, and I think the third is probably um, the best. And so, the best one, yeah. I think just kind of by default, it's like a C tier for me. It's not bad. It's just like kind of inoffensive. Yeah. It. I mean, it. It, it feels very much like that. Like you were saying, um, the areas in Sunshine where it's just like pure platforming, except there really isn't that much platforming. Like. There's a lot of it where you're just sort of running around um, and like waiting for the platforms to yeah. line up right or, you know, waiting for those little electric guys to not zap you. Um, so I, I'll, I'll agree. I would maybe say it's a low B for me, but I, I think um, C is, uh, is probably fine. I may be putting a little bit of uh, just great inflation on this um, because I love this game with all of my heart. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think C is a, a fine tier for that. Next, we've got. Big Boo's Haunt, the ghost house of Mario 64. Again, another strange approach where you have to go out to the courtyard in back of the castle um, and kill the ghost that has a birdcage in it? <laughs> yeah. What's it, happening there? I know. Well, at first I was like, what is happening here? But then so Mario like jumps into it and shrinks down. And so I yes. think you are shrinking. It's uh, Big Boo's Haunt, or I'm assuming it's his house, is inside that cage and so you're shrinking down to the size of like the shrunken down house why that is the case i have no idea why he has this like bird cage type thing inside of him uh don't know entirely well and how dare this boo call himself a big boo when you have to shrink down to even get inside his world 
Although I the do, balls on this guy, <laughs> I do like the idea of uh, everyone just like carrying their house around with them, and then when they're like, "No, I'm done sure. for the day," we're just like jumping into our own tiny little like bird cages. And so you would see a bird cage just like seen on the side of the road, and you'd be like, "I'm not going to move that. It's somebody's home. That's someone's home." Yeah, it's like Ant Man is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, this is. Uh, I, I know that uh, what the um, grammar I'm about to use doesn't really make sense, but this is one of the more unique levels uh, in this game in that I don't think any of the rest of the worlds, any of the rest of the stages uh, feel like it or even behave the same way, um, especially in regards to the camera. Um, this is one where they were obviously, I don't know, obviously, this is my read on it, that they took some cues from Resident Evil and they're like, oh, we control the camera. <laughs> the camera is static in many of these rooms because you go into, um, you know, one of the big features of uh, Big Boo's Haunt is a, uh, a a mansion. And when you go in the mansion, the camera becomes super dramatic. Uh, you walk into a room and it's like, bam, the camera goes here. Bam, the camera goes here. You open a door and the camera hops to like its next space to show you what's going on. Um, and that the as a result, the level feels very dramatic. Yeah, when we were doing Mario A to Z, for my H, I did Haunted Places. Struggled to think of a third one. Big Boo's Haunt was not one, but it's a great example. I like spooky Mario levels, and I think yeah. this one um, is fun to explore in a way that, like you were saying, it's very different. It's very unique from the other levels. Other Mario 64 levels are fun to explore in a more, like, uh straight platforming sort of way being like how high can i get can i get to this area and i think big yeah. uh the house like the mansion in big boo's haunt is more fun to explore in just like a like oh can i like what secrets are in this room yeah can, can i push my way through this what happens when i fall off of this uh can i jump to the top of this like room here uh, it also has that like that shack like the mm -hmm. there, there's there's like a tool shed that's like kind of right behind you um and you go in it and you take a a elevator like down to um i don't even know what this space is supposed to be but it's the scariest thing in this game because it leads you to like a carousel room where there's this music and like a carousel uh and ghosts um it is genuinely unsettling. Well, especially uh, partially because you don't know what's going on. Exactly, because especially if you go down there before like it starts up, like before that star, the music is playing and everything, but like nothing else is going on. So it's just this weird, oh, abandoned, like, empty area. I also like the fact that when you're inside the mansion, there are um, certain parts where you have to like platform across, and if you f don't make the jump, or if you like if you miscalculate and you fall, then you fall down into that like weird basement area. You have to run, yeah. take the elevator and land in the water. out of the shack. Yeah. Um, I like this one. This is an A-tier level for me. Yeah, me too. I also love, love, love how impossible the camera makes it for you to understand what you're doing on the top of this thing. When you're on the <laughs> roof, um, the camera goes so far away, and Mario <laughs> is so tiny. And I don't know why this is a choice that the game makes, um, but it's amazing because it feels so epic. Um, yeah, an, an, an absolute A tier for me as well. Next is the Hazy Maze Cave. This is the only level to include one of the like cap sections uh, inside of it. Um, 
This is one that's all like underground. There are some uh, poison gas clouds. Uh, how, how do you feel about this one, Mark? So uh, I'm a little bit torn. I don't really like it that much. I don't, you know, like I don't think the environment is very fun. Um, but I do like how expansive it is. And I like how like mysterious and weird it feels compared to the other levels. I love that that like second level, the steel cap level like exists through it. I love yeah. when you, uh, my favorite part of the entire level is when you go down and it, there's that big like, lake with an island in the middle and then just a block nest monster like a dinosaur just like swimming yeah. around in it because it is so different from anything else i feel like uh the in super mario odyssey i'm reminded of in uh steamwork gardens when you go like you uh or what whatever that kingdom was called and then yeah. when you like um jump off the edge and you land in that dark pit and when you're running around, you stumble across a T-Rex. Like that same, yeah. yeah, that like same feeling is what I get from this level. So I, I think it averages out to a B for me. Yeah, I mean, I this might be one that I, I see more as, as a C. I do love uh, that lake area where there's the, the Loch Ness Monster. Um, this is one where I actually find the sort of like signposting of the game to be uh, lackluster. It is expansive, but I feel like I get lost in it um, more than I do in, in other levels. Um, this is also the stage that I was playing when Sarah was watching me, uh, and she just went, this game looks terrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was maybe like standing too close to a wall or something, and so just the really crappy cave texture um was uh you know covering our screen and viewing it in 4k and it's like yeah it does look pretty bad it's um it's also another one where in order to get like the six red coins you ride around on a platform yeah. and i hated it i hated the camera i um i felt like the platforming as the the platform's moving and you have to like jump over barriers was not fun um so yeah, like I I I hear what you're saying. Like I think B or C like I think it'll be right in that uh area like there in that gap bordering yeah. them. Let's let's put it at a B slash C fair. Um and we'll uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens from there. Next is the aforementioned Lethal Lava Land. I like it except for inside the volcano which I think uh the camera completely ruins. Um so like, this is another one where I'm happy to have it be, like, in that A, B tier, maybe, like, closer to B for me. Sure. I, I, I think uh, B, B works for me um, as well. As, as much as I like the, uh, the bully boss um, that, that you fight, it's a little bit of a bummer that, like, you fight him and then the next star is, like, fight a, a handful of smaller ones and then another big one again. Um, so, like, it seems it's a cool space. Um, but I don't know that they come up with uh, really compelling reasons for you to explore it beyond, like, it's just sort of fun to. I love skating around that level on the turtle shell, but, like, you don't, you're not rewarded with stars for doing that. Yeah, it feels like a wasted, it, yeah, it just feels like there's a lot of, like, wasted space. I'm thinking especially, like, in the back, you know, like, uh, upper corner where there's just not really anything yeah, going on. Yeah, So you're sort of, like, uh, kind of, uh, on on the same side that has like the log rolling thing, but in the back. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think it also suffers from um 
not having a lot of personality to it. Um, most of the rest of these levels have like some sort of something that you can recognize as like a living creature and or a ghost, which may or may not be a living creature in the world of Mario. We don't know. Um, but this is all like you get hurt by fire or like these bullies, which I, I don't, I don't know what they are. They're like cannonballs with horns and legs. Um, so like, it, it just doesn't feel like a, a, a living world, I guess. And it also, I guess like it has, um, a like picture, a portrait of Bowser like a large portrait of Bowser on the ground and it moves around like one of those like sh- uh puzzles where you have to like shuffle the pieces yeah. to get them in place and i expected or i wanted i want it to be more than it is which is just like the pieces just move on their own and you're trying to collect yeah. like coins on top of it it seems like like it's such a specific choice to put this thing there that it feels like it should be doing more so that it should be integrated into the level more than it is yeah, it it almost feels like you should be you should have to put it together. Yeah, and like if it was in Odyssey or like Banjo Kazooie or something, that would be or Donkey Kong sixty four, like that would be a star. Is like do this sliding uh, picture puzzle, and I would probably hate it. But <laughs> <laughs> and that that at least makes more that that feels more like integrated in into what it actually is. Because as it stands, it's just the place now where the red coins are, uh, and it's a, a non-task mm-hmm. to collect them because they're all in one place um so uh, but you know fun to skate around on that shell um the idea of the volcano is cool we're putting it at a b stage eight is shifting sand land this is the desert area a weird one to enter um where uh, there's no painting for it it's just a wall that you probably notice is uh rippling when you dive at that damn rabbit trying to catch him <laughs> uh, and and miss him um yeah and then the level itself is uh a lot of quicksand a pyramid in the middle and a buzzard that keeps stealing your hat yeah i don't think this one is fun it also has like um uh enemies it has my least favorite type of mario 64 enemy um and it's like a weird aesthetic that they never really carried forward but it it has those like rolling blocks that that are like covered in graffiti and they have like angry yeah. faces on them. And, you know, they have one side of it is a hole so you can hide in it if you're timing it. But that whole area, I mean, I didn't do, maybe there's like hidden stars or something that you have to like interact with them for a reason other than just one red coin. But it doesn't seem like there's any point to those enemies or like why they're there yeah. or like why they're located directly there. Um, I find like the quick. They feel annoying. like a Donkey Kong Country uh, enemy, they don't do. they? Do they feel like they should be in that like industrial zone? It just doesn't yeah. feel very Mario. Um, and yeah, so I don't. I don't particularly care for this one. I I would say it's a C. Yeah, uh, I would also say it's a C. The boss inside the pyramid I also find to be a little bit of a bummer um, and sort of confusing. Um, that it's like two mummy hands with like eyes in it. Um, and sort of thing where you're like, I'm going to see this in a couple of years in, uh, uh, Zelda and it's going to be cool then. But like here it just doesn't make any sense. Like Mario's diving at, I don't know. I just, I just don't like it. It it also reminds me a lot of, there's like a boss in, um, Kirby Superstar that is a very similar thing where it's like two hands that you're trying to like avoid an attack and stuff. Um, much more fun there than it is here. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to the uh, mummy thwomps inside. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> that's because that that that's a, a cute design choice to make these like thwompy guys just like mummified. 
Um, it's cute. Um, we've already decided that Dire Dire Docks is a C, so that moves us into Bowser in the Fire Sea. Um, I think uh, we we talked about it a, a little bit when we were talking about the first Bowser level, um, but this one, uh, you know, unlike the other two, um, has like a sort of base under it. So if you mess up with any of the platforming, you do fall like onto something, right? Um, instead of just like off into space. Usually it's going to be lava, but oh, it's so, there. So maybe I was thinking of the when when I was thinking of the first one, maybe I switched mm-hmm. them because in the oh. one the one that I the one that you're describing where it's like there's lava at the bottom and then you have to like get to one end of it, climb up the flagpole and like go to the other end. Do not like that yeah. one. That one is C tier to me. Oh. The one that I was thinking of was where you like start at the bottom and you have to kind of like zigzag your way up. Um, and, uh, that one, like that, that one, there is no bottom. It's just like a, a void if you die. And that one, I, that, that one I enjoy. So whichever one. Yeah. That one you enjoy medium. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Cause I, I think I agree with what I thought your position was before (laughs) more than (laughs) what your position has revealed itself to be. Um, I don't know. I I think um even even uh even if I even if we were taking your original um rankings uh as uh canon, um I don't think that Bowser in the Fire Sea is that much better than Bowser in the Dark World. I may consider them both C rank. Um that neither one of them is uh super fun, um but they both do have that sort of like pure platforming element to them. Fair. Does that feel fair to you? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, which brings us to Snowman's Land, which, again, I didn't realize it was a reference to No Man's Land uh, until you said it, uh, you know, <laughs> a half an hour ago. Uh, how do you feel about Snowman's Land? Uh, I think that there's too much going on in a small area. I feel like there's lots of ideas that are, so it's a little bit, like, underdeveloped. Right, there's like yeah, I mean, there's. I just feel like it's like okay, like right here, there's this specific area that if you get into the water, it's gonna like act like fire. But then, like that's it. That's like the only utility is to prevent you from getting a red star. But then over here, you have to climb up, and like it's gonna blow you off if you don't hide behind this penguin. But it just doesn't feel cohesive. It's just like too small of an area with too much going on. Yeah, so this is this is the one that has a giant snowman in the center of it, um, and I'll agree that it is very small. But to me, this feels very compact. Um, it does feel like someone set up a Mario obstacle course, and it's just like, look, there's nothing else here. There's just the obstacles. Um, you know, there's just uh, this like 3D uh, invisible maze that you have to like navigate. Um, there's just this uh, battle with the frozen bully. There's just uh, you know you climb into the igloo and mm-hmm. like there's the thing in that's there. fun um I, I i do like the the variety um of experiences that this level packs into a very small space um so i think i'm tempted to put it at like a high b um but uh i, I don't know what, what what are you thinking about that uh it, it, i'm okay putting it in a b uh and we can hash out like where it actually ends up yeah perfect um it brings us back to wet dry world where are we putting wet dry world i think i think it's fair to put it at a c uh, you'll get no argument okay, for me uh and next we are at tall tall mountain 
I I like the mushrooms. I think that's a fun addition to like this Mario 64 kind of like starter set where it's like, okay, here's a grassy area and a hill, but now there's like these giant mushrooms. Um, I like that a lot. So it's a, it's a B for me. Yeah, I, I think it's probably a B for me too. Um, it has a it has another slide in it, uh, a a pretty good slide. It's got a monkey that will try to steal your hat. Yeah. Um, and another another monkey that you have to catch, um, much like the rabbit that's running around, uh, by um, lethal lava land and shifting sand land. Uh, I look. This is something that doesn't need to be in this game. You should not have to chase after animals to catch them. I hate it's it. It's a bad mechanic. <laughs> Mario's not good at doing it, and I'm even worse at telling him how to do it. Um, so uh, I, I will agree, though, generally, um, that this is a cool level. It's got some good challenge to it um, in a way that doesn't usually feel frustrating to me. Um, and there are a couple different places where you can, like, sort of fall off the side of the mountain, and the wind kind of, like, boosts you back up. So, like... There are a lot of ways to like save yourself and get sort of like a do-over um, without having to like spend the life. I, I think it's a, a pretty cool level, um, but I knock it down for man making me catch a monkey. I don't want to <laughs> do that. I do so want to put it at a B. Yeah, I do want to like the wind that you mentioned. I feel like uh, the oh man, what's it called? Cool, cool mountain is the other part where I had forgotten the Mario sixty four does it. Where, you know, like in Cool Cool Mountain, you edge your way out to the end of what looks like a dead end bridge, and then it'll transport yeah. you to somebody else, yes. somewhere else in the level. And this is the same sort of thing where there are parts in uh, Tall Tall Mountain that you just would accidentally discover, I feel like, that this wind draft is going to lift you up and that you wouldn't just die for jumping off here. Yeah. Those little warp things are so weird. Because, um, like, I, it's it's something that like there are a couple of them that are you know ingrained in my brain and I know exactly where they are, but then there are also some where I'm like mm, I know I I don't know just like the levels that have uh, where it's like get the five secrets oh like, yeah this, where you're just like what but I, <laughs> did I activate one and it just there's like a little chime and then like a number <laughs> appears above your head and you're like oh I guess that was a secret, um yeah where it's just uh, that that feels like uh, they didn't really have another star and they're like I I don't know <laughs> I don't know throw it in. The one on Cool Cool Mountain, because like you're saying, it's reversed where you start at top and you have to get to the bottom. The one that one feels like a concession to me from like playtesting, where they were like, "Oh, geez, we have to give people like a get out of free jail yeah. card or get out of jail free card, so they can get back to the top and like kind of like reset totally. this if they need to." Yeah, one one hundred percent. Okay, stage thirteen, uh, tiny huge island. I like the idea of this, but I wish me the, too. But I wish the level itself was more fun because I don't think it's that fun. Yeah. So the the real problem for me with this level is that when it is tiny and you are huge, the level feels so small, right? And you're like you're jumping to the top of this mountain with zero effort. It feels, uh, and when you are tiny and it is large. It feels too big. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like it never uh, like settles on a, a happy medium. The one thing I will praise it for is, man, the approach to this level is perfect. That you walk into a gallery and there appears to be three identical pictures, one on your left, one right in front of you, and one to the right. Um, and uh, you know, the one on the left is actually way closer to you, and the one on the right is so far away. It's a fun trick of perspective that they play there. Um, and so you dive into the big one to be small and the little one to be big. 
Uh, it, it's just so neat. I also think the portrait itself is really funny. Um, yeah, it's with cute. like the two big goombas. Um, the yeah, I feel like I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Great, <laughs> <laughs> but it does. Uh, it doesn't matter. I think we've hit all the salient. Po- oh. I was going to say that it feels um, sometimes like the giant mushroom that you get in New Super Mario Brothers, where it makes Mario yeah. the size of the screen. And when you see pictures of it or you see video, like you were like, wow, that looks like so much fun. That's amazing. But the mechanic itself is not that interesting. And I feel like that is the case with like the size differential in this level. Yeah, it just it you feel you think it, you're like, wow, I'm going to feel so powerful and it's going to be so fun. And it's just like, no, you're just kind of too powerful. Yeah. So I, I think so, a C for me. Yeah, I've kind of, I, I don't think I meant to come into this as negative on it as uh, we're being, but uh, that's, uh, I think we argued our way to a C there. <laughs> Next is TikTok Clock. Don't like it. Um, I think the platforming is not fun. I do like the mechanic of if you jump into it at different times it affects like the way that the level is behaving. And so if you don't figure that out, trying to get like the eight red coins is entirely impossible, seemingly. Um, it's very hard. <laughs> but yes. it's another one where I think like the camera struggles to keep up with the um, dimensions of the level. And so the platforming is challenging, not because like of the moves you're executing, but because of just like you're not entirely sure where you're going and so you just have to make like these leaps of faith and hope that the camera will not get caught on the geometry and just keep up with you yeah and it's hard for the camera not to be caught on the geometry because this is i think the only level like this right where you are inside a tower um you know most of this game is you uh, traversing around the outside of um some sort of structure and this is you are inside um and and the camera does struggle this is a level that uh i don't know that i can mount a coherent defense of but i do love it i know it's hard and i know it is hard because of the game's faults um but uh the challenge of it has always made it like a sort of elusive target for me um where like i really enjoy buckling down and like making myself get all the stars in this one it's very challenging it's very difficult and is sort of a new idea for Mario, right? You're inside a clock, um, and the mechanics of this clock change depending on when you enter it. Um, it's just so novel um, that, like, I want to put it at an A, even though I know that that is probably wrong, and I will respect you wherever you want to put it, but know that I want to put it at an A. I like the conceit of the level a lot. Like, I, I think that's fun. It's one that, like, it. I don't know, not to keep dunking on Dire Dire Docs, but it's one that makes sense, right? <laughs> or, like, if you're going to have one of these just, like, bizarro levels uh, within Mario 64, like, this one makes sense. You're going to jump into a giant clock. It kind of reminds me of Super Mario Land 2 and, like, the big, like, automaton Mario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The, the Mario Zone. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like the conceit. I don't love the level. Maybe we put it at a B for now and then, like, hash it out a little bit later. All right, cool. Um, we're, we're getting there, Mark. We are almost through these. Uh, next is the Rainbow Ride, uh, a, a sprawling open sky box uh, where you ride magic carpets and uh, various other platforms um, to a bunch of different ends. How do you feel about Rainbow Ride? Yeah, the, um, this is one, like any of these auto-scroller levels where you are riding something, 
uh, I don't like how much um, just like leaps of faith you have to make. And then you learn by failing and being like, okay, now I have to do this whole like auto scroll to get to the point I was before. It's uh, there are other aspects of the level that I do like, like other stars and like the part where you're kind of going through that vertical maze to get the uh, the red coins, the red I, coins, like yeah. that I think is really enjoyable. But it's really dragged down by the actual like rainbow ride part of it for me. Um, this may be another one where I cannot mount a coherent defense, but I love this one. Um, I almost think this is the best level in the game. No, you that <laughs> um, is it, Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> um, because it is so this is another one where uh for me the theming of the level is uh so whimsical and exciting. You're in the sky, there's a flying ship, you're riding around on uh, magic carpets on rainbows that go through castles. Um it's just like absolutely bonkers and I love the world that it implies. Uh, and I know that it is just like a, a sort of uh, cloudy um, obstacle course and doesn't really have a, a coherent uh, vision or anything specific to say. I know the camera is frustrating, uh, but you can't stop me from loving this level. <laughs> I know. I don't know what we're going to do about this one because I think we pretty <laughs> strongly disagree. I think this is a bad <laughs> level. <laughs> uh, and I think it's the best. Number one. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, then, what 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 do we do here? Uh, I think I think what we probably do is we. Oh, geez, I I really don't know. I think it's we just tough. have to. It's I think <laughs> we just have to stick a grade on it because you know mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. I think it'll end up um, moving no matter where we end up putting it. So sure. So maybe at this point we put it in like its own category. Yeah, like maybe we yeah. don't even grade it. Uh, yeah. And we just sort of slot it in where where we think it makes sense. Um, and then next is the Bowser in the Sky, which I think you and I both agree um, is a fun platforming level. The Bowser fight at the end of it is bad, but only because it is a Bowser fight in this game, right? Yeah. So, yep. yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, for probably indefensible reasons, same with your uh, Rainbow Ride. Like, this is my favorite platforming in the game itself. Like, just pure straight up platforming is the most fun. So, it is an A tier for me for sure. Okay, great. Um, and that's that's where I'm going to put it as well. Um, Mark, let us talk then about what we have at the bottom of the list and try to make sense of uh, the, the very bottom. So uh, for the Cs, we have Bowser in the Dark World, uh, Shifting Sand Land, Dire Dire Docks, Bowser in the Fire Sea, Wet Dry World, and Tiny Huge Island. We have quite a and few again, I'm We have quite a few seats. <laughs> again, I am surprised that we have Tiny Huge Island as low as we do, but uh, that, that it's a C, but that is where we talked ourselves to. Well, and it's also po like completely possible that within the seas, it'll perform very well. Yeah. Um, uh, so what, what, do you, what, do you, what, are, what are your least favorites of, of these? I think my least favorites are uh, Shifting, Sandland, and Dire Dire Docks. I actually think the Dire Dire Docks is probably, I might put it as my least favorite stage in the game. Yeah, I think that is right. Um, uh, and, and, and I agree with you on, on Shifting, Sandland. Uh, maybe even also being just like right above it. Um, just because it's not... Uh, Neither of them are super compelling levels, and I, I hate the change that is made to Dire Dire Docks after you get the first star. It's um, weird. It takes the whole thing away. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like if Dire Dire Docks was the first water level in the game, I would 
uh, feel less strongly about it. But the fact that it's the second one and it feels like such a step back is really disappointing. Yeah. Um, so that, that leaves us then with Bowser in the Dark World, Bowser in the Fire Sea, uh, Wet Dry World, and Tiny Huge Island. I guess next I'm going to put forth Wet Dry World because, man, I just hate that thing. Oh, yeah. I actually might put it... I I might put that maybe one even last. below. I might put it last. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, All right. I, I, hey. Yeah. <laughs> um. I I wasn't going to uh campaign for it too hard uh to be the worst. Um. But I will happily accept <laughs> yeah. it when you suggest Th- it. There's not really anything to like about it. Like the little like water skidding things. Those suck. Like it's all just not yeah. fun. Do you know something that I know? So you know, I, I mentioned that as on uh, my most recent playthrough, I skipped this level entirely. Because I was like, nah, not this time. Um, I went back and uh, played a couple stars this evening because I was like, if we're going to talk about this level, I should have it fresh in my head. Um, I noticed that there is like a decal or like a sticker on those red flippy guys that I've never seen before. Um, and I don't know if it's because I've mostly played the game on, you know, an old CRT TV and now I'm playing it on a high definition thing, but they've got like a cool little Bowser decal on them. That, that is pretty before. cool. Oh, I also like the, I think this is, I have the right one, but th- I, I like the entrance to this where you run into like the mirror room and you have to figure out what, oh no, that's not this level. Oh wait, or is it? No, yeah. No, 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 no. The, the mirror one is Snowman's Land. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind then. Ignore me. Yeah. Nothing is good about this. Uh, this is just one. Yeah, this is the one where, and the picture is just one of yeah. the like water bugs. That's yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's like right when you come out of the staircase. Yeah, that's right. That's right, and it's it's right as the rest of the levels are like the approaches are getting weird, right? So like this is the same area where uh, Tall Tall Mountain is like a smaller portrait, um, and then the uh, the snow, Snowman's Land like mirror trick, and the uh, Tiny Huge Island, uh, you know, three separate portraits. So everything else in this area is like you know really showing it up and then <laughs> and then here comes wet dry world where it's just like i don't know like yeah. you've seen it a million and times and the place that it's positioned it's like they want you to waste your time in it now i'm angry okay never mind moving on it <laughs> uh i uh, w- yeah. personally would put probably bowser in the fire sea next i don't really like that one that much uh i'm i'm fine with that and then i think the next bowser level um, just above that. And when I say next Bowser level, I mean the first Bowser level. Um, right. Bowser in the Dark World. Called? Bowser in the Dark World. Yeah. And then, uh, so I think Tiny Huge Island, just because like the idea of all of these levels, the idea is the most unique. And so, you know, whether it's the most fun to play or not, I think it. you're right that it doesn't deserve to be down there with like Wet Dry World. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that is the top of our just like straight up C category is the the t- tiny huge island and again the the approach to that level is uh genius um who cares what happens once you're inside <laughs> right uh okay and then we've got this uh b slash c category of hazy maze cave it sort of makes sense to me that it goes right above tiny huge island yeah i um i go back to like I know that I was the one who was leaning for this to be in b because I really like that like one specific like Loch Ness monster area of it. But as yeah. a whole, I don't love this um, area that much. Like, I did not choose to collect a bunch of stars here. Like, I basically, I think I got three of the ones. And then I was like, yeah, like, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. And that poison maze part yeah. uh, is such a bummer. Like, I, I, 
I don't know. I the, it, when when I'm in like a Mario area, I want to be able to explore, um, and especially in a maze. But it's a maze where it's like, no, you can't because you'll get hurt and die if you take too long. So I actually am thinking now that I kind of want to put it uh, between the Bowser levels. So I like Bowser in the Dark World more than I like this, I think. Uh, e- mm, that's interesting. I think I might, may like the Bowser in the Fire Sea even better than... Oh, so um, put it like above Shifting Sandland? Yeah, I have no argument yeah. with that. All right, great. Um, so Hazy Maze Cave, uh, you are going to underperform expectations here, uh, dropping it uh, just above Shifting Sand Plan. Um, all right, so now on to just the straight up Bs. Yes. Uh, in, in the straight up B category, this is tough. This is a crowded category as well. Uh, the Babam Battlefield, Womps Fortress, Lethal Lava Land, Snowman's Land, Tall Tall Mountain, and Tick Tock Clock. I think probably... Um, I'll concede that TikTok clock should probably be the next uh, on, on the list. Ooh, um, I, I was going to... I like s- it, but... I, I was going to say Lethal Lava Land. Mmm. See, I... Um, you get to surf around on the turtle shell, Mark. <laughs> you get to do that a lot of other places. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree Lethal Lava Land, um, but then I think uh, TikTok clock probably goes next after okay. that. And then of the remaining B ones, uh, probably Snowman's Land or Tall Tall Mountain. I actually don't mind the order we have it in right now, where so it would go Lethal Lava Land, um, TikTok Clock. I'm going from the bottom up, and then Tall Tall Mountain, yeah, then you. Snowman's Land. Um, I, I actually feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense, and maybe even uh, all the way up to the top of um then Womp's Fortress and then Babam Battlefield. Yeah. Like Babam Babam Battlefield uh you know does have uh icon status as this game's World 1-1 um and I think definitely belongs at the top of our B tier. Uh for sure. Which means then uh well we still have to deal with uh Rainbow Ride uh when I don't know how we're going to. Um but in the meantime, uh well no, should we figure out Rainbow Ride right now? Because I don't think it'll be in our top four. Um I don't think I possess the ability to argue it <laughs> into the top four. <laughs> the problem for um, me, I, yeah. I, I admire your passion for it. The problem for me is that I did not have like very much fun with this level at all. So it's hard for me to argue it like over Bob-omb Battlefield uh, or Snowman's Land, which are like levels that I enjoy spending time in. And there was like one star that I liked getting in Rainbow Ride. And then I was just like, I, I think I'm done with this. Like I'm and some of that is probably wow. on me because like I didn't maybe I didn't like if I was better at the platforming, it wouldn't be such a challenge. To, like I wouldn't have to continually redo the auto scroll part, part of it. But yeah. I, I wasn't that good at it, and so it wasn't very much fun. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's hard for me. Um, so he, here's what I'm going to put forth. I'm going to say that this falls somewhere around Tall Tall Mountain. Um, so either just, just better than Tall Tall or just worse than Tall Tall. Which would then either put it uh, like around Snowman's Land or TikTok Clock. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would be. 
I yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, I would be willing to go as high as uh, above Womp's Fortress. So just below Bob on Battlefield. Okay, uh, uh, I I will thank you for that concession. Uh, I'm gonna take it, <laughs> um, because uh, again, um, and I think I like Babam Battlefield uh, in a similar way to how I like um, Rainbow Ride, in that they are just spaces that I like being in, um, and then uh, you know the the challenges that they pr- uh, present you with are sort of like the icing on top of that. Are they sometimes in Babam Battlefield's case a little too easy? Yes, in uh, Rainbow Ride's uh, case, a little too difficult. Uh, also, yes. Um, but they're just such cool spaces. Well, and uh, yeah, I trust your judgment on this because, you know, like we talked about in previous episodes on like Tuesdays when we've talked about what we've been playing. Like I did not really glom to Mario 64 this time. I found the controls a little like difficult to get a hold of. Like I didn't find a ton of joy in having like controlling Mario. And so I can see yeah. that that is like potentially a failing on my part. So that if I was better at the game, I would understand the joy of uh, Rainbow Ride. And so I, I'm willing to admit that I might be wrong. Just so long as we have it uh, clearly stated that uh, your opinions of this game are a failing. Of <laughs> Come on. Look, we're sussing this out together. Uh, it's We're going to come with different perspectives and different opinions on it, even though they're probably very similar in a lot of ways. Um, and I thank you for uh, allowing Rainbow Ride to be as high in our list as it is. Um, Mark, that brings us to our top four, um, which could be any of the following. Jolly Roger Bay, Cool Cool Mountain, Big Boo's Haunt, and Bowser in the Sky. I'm kind of... Okay, I like Cool Cool Mountain a lot. I think the one thing that holds it back from being top tier, and actually Jolly Roger Bay also from being top tier. Actually, I think it's all three. The For me, Bowser in the Sky is the best level in this game, which is so insane to say. <laughs> wow. but, but the wow. reason why I can't have like the other three is that they do not do platforming well. They do a lot of other stuff well and interesting. But they're not like uh, premier platforming levels. There is no like like swimming in this game. The mechanic is not particularly fun. Um, cool, cool mountain. There is some exciting platforming, but a lot of it, the level is like figuring out how to like slide and how to control in the slide. And then Big Boo's Haunt is uh, just like a different type of level, although it does have platforming, so I could see the argument for that one. That's what that's kind of how I'm approaching these final four. Yeah, I mean that that that's interesting and I I think I agree with you just in terms of the platforming. One thing I will say in Cool Cool Mountain's defense in that way um is that uh you know, you mentioned that like you are just like trying to figure out how to like slide your way down this mountain uh, both in terms of like the literal slide inside the cabin um and also just like you do slide around the outside of it. Um I think that's this game doing a very good job of demonstrating uh like how to do platforming in a sort of like out of control Mario sort of way in, you know, something totally unique to a 3d environment, um, which maybe feels less novel now than it did at the time. Um, I don't know. I, I may pull for cool, cool mountain to be at the top of, of our list. Um, it's just so cool. And it's got those big penguins. Yeah. <laughs> they make so much out of those big penguins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's where I went initially, too. So I 
Ten, I, I think I'm pretty happy with that. Um, okay. Uh, and then I think probably Jolly Roger Bay is the bottom of this for me. Um, I do love it, but it is very small. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's the, the biggest knock against it is that it is a, a very small level. So I, I think it's got to be our, our number four. Sort of no, no question, right? Yeah. And then I'm, I would like to put Bowser in the Sky next. Um, because I like the platforming up to it. I don't like the fight itself. Um, and I think the other two levels, like Big Boo's Haunt and Cool Cool Mountain, uh, the variety in the environments is really fun. Uh, yeah, I, I will agree with that uh, 100%. Um, and it's, it's so interesting to me, um, and this is going to be interesting to just me, so I apologize, <laughs> um, that... Uh, Big Boo's Haunt is a level that I like as much as I do because it is one that was not part of my initial playthrough, right? Not one that was part of the magic spell that this game cast on me when I first played it when I was 14 years old, right? Like, um, it's out of that, and it's only in revisiting that I've gotten to experience that level and, you know, really, really fall in love with it, uh, which, you know, our spot at number two here indicates that we have, in fact, uh, fallen in love with it, so... Um, Mark, that's it. We have, we have them. Uh, should we read them down from 18 to number one? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay. Coming in at number 18 is stage 11, wet dry world. Coming in at number 17 is stage nine, dire, dire docks. At number 16 is stage eight, shifting sand land. Is num- at number 15 is stage six, hazy maze cave. At number 14 is Bowser in the fire sea. Number 13 is Bowser in the Dark World. Number 12 is Stage 13, Tiny Huge Island. Number 11 is Stage 7, Lethal Lava Land. Number 10 is Stage 14, TikTok Clock. Number 9 is Stage 12, Tall Tall Mountain. Number 8 is Stage 10, Snowman's Land. Number 7 is Stage 2, Womp's Fortress. Number 6 is Stage 15, Rainbow Ride. And then our top five. Number five is stage one, the classic Bob-omb Battlefield. And number four is stage three, the Jolly Roger Bay. Number three is Bowser in the Sky. Coming in second place is stage five, Big Boo's Haunt. And the number one definitively best level in Super Mario 64 is stage four, Cool Cool Mountain. Mark, that feels right to me. All right, let's close this out. All right, Mark, that one, uh, that took a lot out of me. Are you, are you feeling okay? Are you still feeling okay? <laughs> I, I, I am feeling, you know, like, uh, I feel like the adrenaline of having to rank these levels got me through it. But now that the task is completed, I'm like wasting yeah, away to nothing. This was much harder to me. Than when we ranked the uh, Ocarina of Time dungeons. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so I, I would I would love to know. Uh, we sought out input on that one. We have we, we just determined this one for ourselves. But if you want to write in and let us know uh, what levels we are not representing well enough, what levels we have overrepresented, where you stand on the whole Rainbow Ride thing, uh, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. 
Um, but that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter uh, or wherever you share stuff that would help us out a bunch. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying what dry world is unnegotiably the worst. Unnegotiable. And thank you for listening. Thompson. And I'm Mark David Christensen. And together we host Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast. The show dedicated to the half demon hero brought forth by writer artist Mike Mignola and published by Dark Horse Comics. Each week we discuss everything Hellboy. Plus his expanded universe with the BPRD, Abe Sapien, Lobster Johnson, and many more. That's Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.